Welcome to This Rural Life. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and waters on which this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome back to another episode of This Rural Life, another solo show for you this week. And I wanted to share with you the experience that we've been having with our eldest child going off to boarding school and what's been helping us. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about this and I've learnt so much over the years about managing change, managing transitions and how to help our kids, and perhaps it could also be in a workplace, other people, through change and navigating transitions. I won't go too much into the detail of what Daisy's experience has been, but let's just say she's been very homesick. And it's been a really interesting time for me reflecting on what helps in these times and how we can best support our kids through these challenges. So I'm someone that loves change. I was reflecting on kind of my experience of change and I just loved going off to boarding school. I loved moving overseas. I loved going to uni. I loved, we've lived overseas twice. You know, I I love moving to different places. I love travel. Like I just thrive on change. But some of us don't and everybody's different in how they experience things. It's been really interesting for me to sort of reflect on that and to understand that I can't expect my kids to have the same experience that I did. And so how do we best help them when they're going through these big transitions? So it might be starting school, might be changing schools, might be, you know, a transition and a change can even be a friendship change or, you know, a teacher change or a change in their social circles outside of school or a change in a netball team or a football team or it can be a big change like going off to boarding school. And... Over the years, I've learned a lot about how we can best help our kids through this. So this is just my experience of what's worked for me and what I've learned about helping our kids through change. Now, this is with the big proviso that I've learned a lot about this from Meg as well, I must say. And as Meg would say, like, you know, we can do our best as parents or what we think is our best and we can, you know, think we're doing the best we can and then our kids will have their own experience anyway. And sometimes I think maybe my kids will grow up to think, mum, you talked about this stuff too much to us, you know, and you just never know. And and part of this is actually allowing our kids to have their own experience, which I'll get into. But there are some things that we can do, I think, to help us navigate that as parents because it's so hard when we see our kids going through change and struggling with it. So here are the tips that I've sort of really leaned into and that I've been able to pull out for you that I think are really helpful. So the first one is to listen, validate and normalise. So I think it's Maggie Dent talks about it or some psychologist experts, they talk about how if you sit down with your child and you say, all right, do you want me to listen or do you want my help? And nine times out of ten they'll say, I just want you to listen. That has certainly been my experience. So I've used that one with my kids a lot over the years. Whenever they're going through some sort of dilemma at school or something, I'll say, all right, do you just want me to listen or do you want my help? And they'll always say, just listen, without fail. Like I would say 100% of the time they've said, just listen. So listening first is really important and then validating how they're feeling. So gosh, that must be a hard feeling. The phrases like that, gee, that sounds hard. Oh, that's awful. 
Whew, yeah, that's really hard. I bet that feels really hard. Just phrases like that. And then normalizing. It's really understandable and it's really normal that you are feeling this way because you're going through a big period of change. So validating how they're feeling and normalizing it. And then depending on the age, you can go into some explanation around why change is so hard and why it feels like this in your body. And that's certainly some of the things that I've been articulating with days. It's like, okay, so right now your body is completely out of whack. It's in an entirely new environment, new foods, new smells, new bed, new people, everything is new. And so your nervous system and your body is going, this is completely out of whack. I don't know what's going on here. Everything feels new. And so your whole body feels dysregulated. So it's perfectly normal that you would feel really uncomfortable and really out of whack. And you might have trouble sleeping and it's all very normal because your body is adjusting to being in completely new surroundings. And so really normalizing that and making them feel like they're not alone in that, helping them to understand that lots of kids feel like this, even though it might not look like lots of other kids are feeling like this because everybody masks it in different ways. It's very normal and a lot of kids feel like this at this time. So step one is listen, validate and normalize. The next thing is resisting the urge to fix the problem and let them have their experience. So the tendency will be, and it is as a parent, to jump in and fix the solution. Okay, I'll just ring that other kid's parents or I'll just ring the school and if it's not going so well, it's like, like what's happening with Daisy, right, just come home. You know, it's all too hard, just come home. You know, there's definitely been those thoughts from me. What have we done? Why are we doing this? Let's forget the whole thing. And so... It's really important to resist the urge to jump in and fix it straight away. And this is probably the hardest part (laughs) as a parent because, of course, we just want to fix our loved one's problems, you know. But it's been really important for me in this to sort of take that step back and notice how I'm feeling and how I'm responding and why I've got this urge to want to fix it and then also allow Days to have her experience. And I talked to Meg about this this morning, actually, and I think that piece is so important because we have to accept that everyone's going to have their own experience of life. And so as parents, we've made this decision. It's the best decision that we feel that we can make at this time with the information that we've got. So we feel like we've made this decision. And then it's up to Days to have her experience of that. And that's all we can do. You know, I think we can fret so much about these decisions that we make in life and are we doing the right thing and have we done the right thing and should we change it? At some point we have to actually just let go and say, well, this is the decision that we've made and then it's actually up to them. This is their story, their journey and their experience. If we're doing our best to support them through the process, then it actually is we have to have that separation and allow them to have their experience because it is their journey. And I think that piece is also really hard. So this resisting the urge to fix and the letting them have their experience, for me, that's the hardest piece because my tendency and my desire is to just want to jump in and fix it all and to bring her home and to shelter her from the pain and the discomfort and to just make it all easy and comfortable again. But I think we're actually doing our kids a disservice when we do that and we're taking the opportunity away from them for them to have their own experience and for them to go through this and to learn the skills of moving through the discomfort. Now, who knows? In the long run, it might end up the days goes, I wish you'd never done that and I hated going. And you can talk to any number of people who've had their kids go off to boarding school and everybody has a different experience. And you can talk to the kids who did it. Some kids say, I wish my parents had never sent me. Others, to be fair, most of them say it was 
I hated it at the start, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I hear that probably more than anything else. My experience was I just got there and absolutely loved it from the get-go and never looked back. Everybody's experience will be different. And so as parents, we just have to make the best decision that we can at the time and go with it and support the kids through it. The third thing that I would suggest if you are helping a child through a challenging time and through a period of change is to get support and help. Lean on your friends. If you need to go and see a psychologist, do that because it can be so hard to get through these times. And I would highly, highly recommend getting support and getting help to go through it. Make sure you're talking to your partner about it if you have a partner. Make sure that you are leaning on your friends and your resources listen to podcasts like this about it, get help and get support because it is really hard to be a support person when you're going through these periods of change. And the more that we can equip ourselves with the skills and the tools and the ability to deal with it, the more help we're going to be to our kids. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it comes back to how we're managing it and how we're coping with it as well, because all we can really control is how we're experiencing it. And then the more we sort ourselves out, the better support we'll be for our kids. So I have really leaned on Meg. You know, Tim and I have talked about it a lot. I've gone to other parents who've been through this experience. It just is so helpful to get support. You know, I've talked before, but that is one thing that I am so good at is reaching out, leaning on my networks and asking for help. And I think that is so, so important because it is really hard when we're going through these periods of change with our kids. And it's very hard to explain and for anyone to understand unless you're in that situation where you're watching your child be in so much discomfort and in so much struggle. And the more that we can get help for ourselves, the better it's going to be for everybody. And it's really, really important. So that's probably the three things that I have found to be the most helpful and what I think has helped me the most navigating this change and what's helped Tim and I. I guess the other thing to share with you is been really interesting to observe in myself. So after the first couple of weeks, my tendency because of my conditioning and my upbringing was to go to a bit of tough love, you know, all right, well, you've just got to suck it up. And as Meg said, won't see you till the end of the year and that's it, you know, because that's the way that I was brought up. And when we were kids, there was a bit more of that tough love, you know, righto, just get on with it, you'll be right kind of attitude. And so it's been interesting to observe that in myself and to get curious about why I want to go to that. Because if I'm honest, I don't want to take that tact. I want to be compassionate and supportive and keep reinforcing and doing all of these steps that I've outlined to you, listening, validating, normalizing. Like that's what I know to be true and helpful. And that's what I want to stay in that integrity. And so this tendency to go to the tough love is actually from my own conditioning, maybe societal programming. It's not really what I want to be doing. So it's really been interesting to notice that. And so I really invite you as well to see if you are going through a challenging time with your kids, really look inwards and analyze and get curious and notice what it's bringing up for you. Does it tap on some core wound that you had as a child that you're trying to protect your own child from? What's your family of origin story? And get really curious about that as to how that's impacting the way that you're showing up and the way that you're managing this period of change for your child because that will be so, so helpful. And it's an opportunity for you to do some work on the programming and all that stuff that you have as well. I hope that that's been helpful. I know that these times can be so, so hard when we're helping our kids through things. I certainly have found it hard and I'm really grateful that I have these tools and that I have Meg and that I have Tim and that I have a support network 
and that I've listened to a million and one podcasts about navigating change and that I can feel, I guess, empowered to face the situation. And I think that's what I want to help you guys to feel is at least you've got some tools and some strategies to feel empowered to help our loved ones through these times. So that's it from me for another week. I'll be back with another episode next week. It's been so lovely to be in your ears. Thank you so much for being here, guys. If you're not already, don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter that comes out every week via Substack and tap the like button up the top of the podcast app that you're using so that you can make sure that you are the first to know when the episodes come out. Thanks so much for listening, guys. See you next week.